to episode 179 of... Brutal Battle. Yes, so it's 179, that means the next one's going to be 180, which is a decasode, but I think we're going to have to put some stuff in between there, such as... um, Actually, I think the Saver episode will have come out before this, if not right after this one, and then we also have a Pack Attack coming up, and then we will have the decasode, which... um, Will be fun. We already recorded it. It's a good time. Just letting everyone know. Anyway, uh, for this particular episode, 179, we're not going to do beer googles once again because we got a lot to fit in. In fact, we have a lot of beer sitting in front of us at the moment. A lot. For a specific reason. Um, we're going to talk about a trip that we had very recently, but first, what I want to do is something that I've had on the docket that I really needed to get to. We're going to do that old thing uh, where... I know people have talked about this before. St. Bernardist Abbott 12 versus West Philatron 12. Both Trappists, both um, people say are the base. Oh, well, St. Bernardist Abbott 12 is actually not um, said to be a Trappist. Uh, but it's a Belgian Abbey Ale is what they call it. And West Philatron 12 is technically a Trappist. But the rumor has it it's the exact same recipe. So they should taste similar. And I know a lot of people have done side-by-sides, supposedly, and they have a hard time figuring them out. So I figured, let's just have a crack at it. We'll see what we think. Is there a difference? But I will also say, these are different ages, and I don't know how old each of them are necessarily. But, you know, so things could be very different. In order to really, truly get an idea of how similar or dissimilar they are, you'd have to get them at the same freshness. You know, so... But we'll see. We'll see what we think with what we have in front of us. Oh, oh whoops! <laughs> I just knocked the table with my knee in. Another beer. It was almost a problem. Okay, so those are the two beers in the back. Yes, okay. those are the ones we're going to get to first right now. So Saint Bernard's Abbott Twelve is the one that's more readily available. You can get it in the United States, a lot of places. The West Trend Twelve. I know you can get some distributed West Trend Twelve, but the one that we have is actually directly from. West Vlatron, which is a really hard-to-get one. There's a whole long convoluted story of how this beer got to me, but um, I'll just say thank you, Nathan Kalasnik, for uh, giving me the tip that set the wheels in motion for getting the beer. <laughs> so, if if anything else, I can just keep the bottle and be like, hey, look at this, it's directly from West Vlatron, that's cool. Um, I know that's something that some people, especially people who collect bottles, it's pretty sought after, so... But, you know, it's a very plain bottle. Yeah. And people, you can see a picture of it on the website, just brutalbattle.com. So check it out. But let's, okay. uh, let's look at the difference between St. Bernardus and Westy. I should have poured these blind for you. Well, you don't know which one's which, do know. you? No. So, okay. So they'll, they'll be blind for you. So we'll, we'll do these as one and two. So we're not getting I confused mean, with the A and B. So I'm probably going to assume. You don't. Okay. You don't know what's what. So, the first one, I mean, do, well, let's just hold them up side by side. Do they look the same? They look yeah. very similar. Yes, they do. I mean, haziness looks the same. Head looks about the same. Actually, there's a little more head retention on the on number one. Yes. Than there is on number two. But the coloration is very, very similar. I have a lot. Maybe mine's the bottom of the bottle, but I have a lot more sediment in two. Yeah, it might be closer to the bottom. Look at uh, mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you have sediment. Uh, mine does not have sediment, but okay. they look pretty similar. Let's smell number one. 
Ooh. It's really bready. Like biscuity. Yeah, super biscuity. Some like roasty caramel notes. I'd say it's more like brown sugar to me because okay. it's a little more raw like that. I actually get a little hint of some cherry in there. I put chocolate lotion on before this. Oh, that's not a good idea. I know. I wasn't thinking. Um, I get some, yeah, I, I definitely get some cherry, more like a little tart type cherry. And I feel like I smell a little fig in yeah, there. Yeah, it's a lot of those like dark, like. Dark fruits. Yeah. Dark stone fruits, dark if you will. stone fruits. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. I mean, those are all the smells I get. Yeah. You know, the like brown sugar, the cherry, the fig. Fruitcake. You're totally... Yeah, actually, that's a great way of putting it because that encapsulates the fruit and that bready... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. I agree. Smells like fruitcake. Let's see if it tastes better than a fruitcake. You know, I've never had a fruitcake, but they have bad reputations. Oh, they have horrible reputation. I, w- I wish this it was like a fruitcake. I like this. This comes off kind of like... Are these done with champagne yeast? Because it's got like a champagne oh, yeah. yeast type flavor and, and like really carbonation feel to it. Small bubbles. No, mm-hmm. I like this carbonation level. There's a little bit of an apple on the in the flavor that I wasn't picking up on in the in the nose. But I really like this. I get it's super it is super bready. Uh, I do get that kind of cherry. I get those, you know, figs like we were talking about. There's a little bit of like a banana-y yeah, note I was in there. Like banana bread. And there's a tad of that uh brown sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I couldn't drink like a lot of this. It's good though. Um That's like certain tasty. beers, you know, they're good and you like them, but it's not like you want to drink a whole glass of it. Yeah, no, I agree. This is that beer for me. Right, so let's go to number two then, now that we've assessed number one. We both like it. Uh, Number two, what do we smell in this? I'm not smelling anything. Yeah, my first sniff, I do the sniff your arm trick that Sean Creel taught us. I'll just smell. You can't because yours is chocolatey now because of your lotion. I shaved in the shower. Oh, so that smells? Well, no, I shaved in the shower and then I thought I need to put lotion on to like complete the fact that my legs are smooth. Now, this one, I do get an apple smell. A pretty I, present one. Yes, actually. Like applesauce. Yeah. I don't know if I like it. Yeah, the, I don't like the smell. Um, it, But it smells like applesauce, and you know how people put, like, sugar in their applesauce, too? It's not just straight-up apples. There's sugar added. It smells like applesauce because it's, like, a bit of the tartness from the actual apple and then some of that resi- like extra added sugar on the end of the nose. It almost smells a little like artificial apple, though. If I keep reaching, I get a little brown sugar and a little cherry. I'm not getting the cherry, but I'm getting some of the brown sugar like sweetness. Yeah, a little, a little brown sugar, a little cherry. Okay. But it's significantly more muted than the first one. Oh. That is more like malt grain tasting than the the number one. It's the carbonation is weird to me. Um, I don't I don't really it, like it. It tastes a little more astringent to me. 
Does it taste more stringent to you? I get that. Mine. I taste yours. I just want to see since I like the. Oh, oh I was going to say, oh, you smell so chocolatey. It's because oh, you're sorry. damn lotion. I didn't think about that. Ours, ours tastes similar. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I will say I get a lot more of like a brown sugar, actually almost a caramel out of this one, as opposed to not getting that out of number one. I don't really like this. I get a lot more of that kind of apple, but it is not really coming off as apple sauce in the flavor like it was in the nose for me. And that's, that's number two's less flavoring, isn't it? I get a little bit of the cherry. And it's not as bready as the first one. And I don't, I think the carbonation's about the same. But oh, the no. first one, the first one seems a lot more champagne, like fine carbonation. And the and number two is a little less. It's more like a medium bubble. Yeah. Um. Right. Number two's the Westy. Yeah. Yeah. The one that we're tasting right now, the yeah. number two is Westville Turn Twelve, and the number one is the Abbott Twelve. So I don't. I mean, I mean, in their current state, I get, I get my basic, I just tasted between the two really quick. My my biggest difference when I do that is the first one is more cherry and yeah, the first one's more cherry and bready and the second one is more. Just doing it again real quick. It's more like brown sugar, almost caramel, and more apple. So it's kind of like, what do you want, you know? I'm fine um, with both of them, honestly. Well, in my opinion, number one is good, and number two is not good. They're different, but... Yeah. I mean, the first one, after having more of the second one, the first one kind of comes off a little more tart. You get, like, more and more of that kind of cherry aspect and the figs and, and that fruit to it. And the second one doesn't have as much, nearly as much fruit except for that apple. So, I don't know. I don't know which one I can say I prefer more. Because they're both pretty different tasting at the moment. So. But the whole story behind the St. Bernardus tw- Abbott 12 and West Latron 12 is basically that... West Latron was a working monastery. Uh, it was, in, I think, it was started in like the early 1800s, and their monks there were brewing beer. Um, and then, at some point, after I think they were making it for like a hundred years or so, but at some point, they decided that it was distracting the monks too much, so they <laughs> moved the production to Saint Bernardus. And so it was the same beer, it was the same recipe being made, but it was being made there. Well then, eventually the rules came into play saying that in order to be an actual Trappist, it had to be done at a Trappist Abbey. So then they moved it back to West Flatron. So that, but St. Bernardus was still a brewery, so they kept, still had the recipe too. So basically the story is, you know, they're, they're using the same recipe, so, you know. They, any any differences are probably because of, like, where they're potentially getting their ingredients and, you know, how they're executing. But it's the same recipe, supposedly. So When did you say that West Fleetron started brewing? In the early 1800s, yeah, from what eight, I heard. Yeah, 1838. There you go. Super old. Super wow, old place. that's crazy. So it's cool to, like, you know, I mean, 
while you may not like it, you don't like the Westy 12, I think it's cool to be able to say, oh, I had, you know, a beer directly from the monastery that, you know, it's old. It's old as hell. They've been brewing beer for a long time, which I just think is kind of cool. But anyway, that was fun. Yeah. What's your take on that comparison? I mean, right now, I mean, I like the St. Bernardus better. Okay. But... Well, it's a larger bottle, so there you go. The uh, Westie's like a 12-ounce, and the yeah. St. Bernardus is a 22, so we have more St. Bernardus. That'll be good to sip on. Okay. All right, cool. Well, uh, moving on, we're going to talk about our trip quickly. We went to visit um, relatives and... And podcast listeners. Yeah, so like probably our oldest podcast listeners. Not in age, but how long they've been with the podcast. Although maybe in age too, I, I don't honestly know. <laughs> I had no idea. But Kyle and Kelly Norman. I mean, they could be our only listeners. They could be our No, they're actually not. I can tell that. But <laughs> um, it's Kyle and Kelly Norman, we went to visit them, and they live in Pennsylvania. Um, Central Pennsylvania, is it technically? Yeah, I guess Central Western. Okay. Pennsylvania's big, Ish. so. I don't know. They'll probably correct us when they hear this. Yes, yes. I, we will get a text when they're <laughs> listening to us, I'm sure, to, to give us that info. Um, actually coordinates, if you could give us the geographic <laughs> coordinates, that would be good. So we went to visit them just as a getaway. It was actually what I wanted to do for my birthday. So we could just hang out with them and take it easy, really. Um, so that's what we did. Uh, Kyle will be on an episode coming up soon. I'm not going to talk too much about that, but he'll appear. We did have a good time and you will hear that. Uh, and then he's actually going to end up showing up on a bunch of episodes because we're going to be seeing them in the at the beach in about a month's time from when we're recording this. So we're going to record some then. So you'll be getting a lot of Kyle Norman, which for me is a good thing. I uh, love me some Kyle Norman. And he's got some games planned. He does. Oh, I always love the games. The, game, the games are so much fun. He's got some good ones. And I know there are listeners out there who are fans of the games too. So it'll be a good time. So we... Um, we went and obviously we're just going to talk about the beer stuff that we did mainly. We did a lot of fun stuff, including there was some awesome sushi in a place called Du Bois, Pennsylvania. Uh, what was it called? Japan One? Japan Is that One. What it's called? That sushi was really good. You wouldn't think it, like small place, but very good. The only thing that was slightly concerning was you couldn't push toilet paper. Mm-hmm. I think they had a plumbing problem. That's, yeah. what, that's what it was because we found that out after we consumed the sushi. So we decided not to use the bathroom there. But go elsewhere. We did not get sick, so yes, we're good. The sushi was good. So uh, beer wise, uh, Kyle took me to a place called Doc G's Brewing, and it's a bar that you know a brew pub that they have brewing space in the back, and introduced me to their head brewer Mike, who's a really nice guy. And Patrick Snyder was there, which people who listen to this podcast would know. I interviewed him over the phone. He's an awesome home brewer. We did a whole episode about his beer, and that included the interview with him. And he actually sent me back with some beers. Oh, so yeah. at some point in, the, in a, on a future podcast, I'm going to bust those beers out. Maybe on the same podcast, maybe separately. But he did give me a, an apricot sour and a grape sour, which sounds hmm. really interesting. So I don't know if I've ever had a grape sour. I don't think I have either. So, But if Patrick Snyder did it, I trust it's going to be good. Yeah. So we, uh, Kyle and I went and hung out with Mike and Patrick as they were working on some sour beer for Doc G's. 
Uh, of course, you have to have some beers. This is like 10 a.m., but, you know, vacation. So <laughs> we were having some beer. I had a uh, Imperial IPA that Doc G's did. Really nice, like, citrusy, good, juicy Imperial IPA. It was very tasty. Well, at, at dinner that Friday night, I had one of their peach wheats. Oh, that's right. You did. Um, And it was, I was like, oh, I'll try it. You know, I'm not like a big wheat fan or drinker but um you know in the in the warmer months easy to have and i enjoy i enjoyed it yeah it was good it was solid for what it was supposed to be it was well executed it's tasty um oh so when we were hanging out we then um after the i had that imperial ipa we also had a nice goza that patrick snyder had just chilling in their fridge there that he made on his own. And that was a really nice goza. It was a lot more sour than I thought it was going to be, but it was a nice beer. I think it was like three years aged, I want to say. I might be wrong on that, but I think that's what I remember. But um, it was cool. And, I mean, Doc Jesus making good beer. Once again, like a small area, but, you know, making good beer. When people focus on a craft that they love and they just... Doesn't matter where you are. Small town, big town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, they, I mean, it's a small place, but they have good stuff going on. And that's Any, Anyone can brew. That's true. You just have to learn it, be dedicated to it. So, we did that. We only hung out for a little bit, Kyle and I. And then uh, we also hit up Super Subs and Six Pack, which has been talked about on this podcast before uh, by Kyle, because he, that's his place. Like, that's his craft beer go-to place. For like bottles and cans and and getting growlers filled as well. So I feel and, like we we had a visit. Yeah, there. we've heard so much, and we were like, yeah. we have to see super subs and six pack. So we stepped uh, stopped in, and they had good stuff on tap. They had a pretty good selection for where they are with cans and bottles. And we got to meet Shane, who works there. Who super nice guy, super nice. As soon as we were introduced to him, he was like, oh man. And he grabbed a bottle of Death of Cthulhu by Adroit Theory, which is Imperial Stout, and got it chilling. And then he busted it open for us to try. And it was a really good beer, actually. Um, yeah. I, re- I really like... like yeah, we all we did all like it. it. I really like Adroit Theory straight-up beers, like non-barrel-aged. I'm not a huge fan of the barrel-aged stuff because I've always had issues with them. But their straight-up stuff is extremely good. How many barrel beers have you had by them though uh barrel aged ones have i had by them uh at least four uh, yeah okay for me it's either we had one that was infected so that's kind of like a one-off but then we had the other ones i've had there it's either no barrel character that i can perceive or it's, or it's pretty much all spirit yeah. and so i just yeah it's not my thing but their straight up styles are really good and death of cthulhu was really tasty yeah. And their Black Is Your Soul is still one of my favorite Imperial Stouts out there, period, really. It's great stuff. So, but anyway, so he shared that. I love the artwork. Oh, the artwork's crazy cool. so imaginative and, like, fantasy and, like, a little bit of horror and... Yeah. Which I like horror stuff, so that's nice. So, um, Shane is huge into Adroit Theory, too, so it's... I'm going to see if we can get him some Adroit Theory, because they can't get it where they are. He had to get that, like, through a friend. Oh. Yeah, so. Um, but Super Subs and Six Pack was cool. It was fun. It was great to meet Shane. 
they have a good draft list, especially for where they are. They're going to start getting all of Trogue's, all of Trogue's scratch, scratch stuff on tap, which is awesome. And I hope for the people around there that they end up starting with that coconut cream ale that's, I think, oh, I I think it that. just came out from their scratch series. Because that sounds awesome. I'm sure it's great. Um, so yeah, it was just cool to, to meet them and everything. And then after that, uh, we hit up a place called Race Street Brewing. And Race, R-A-C-E, Race Street. And when you first go in, it's kind of weird. Like, it's in an old industrial building. And they still have the old bathrooms. And then the men's bathroom, it's one of, I don't know if anyone knows about it, but it's like this big circular tub with a foot pedal that's that goes all the way around circular and you just push that down and like water sprays out all the way around wash your hands which i mean is left over from the industrial space like whatever they made there and then you walk down this long hallway that has all these lockers yeah all the old lockers just lined up and but they put like lights up and everything and it's kind of like okay a funky place yeah so then we got in there and it was just it was nice like yeah it was literally like who i don't know whoever like decorated it or whatever it was literally like they found anything they thought was cool or interesting looking and put it in there Mm -hmm. um it was very eclectic and like we knew all of this going there because kelly and kyle had like described it but still it was like okay where's the beer it's like a long (laughs) hallway down there like i don't if we weren't with them i'd be like um i think we shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does give off a vibe like, like you're walking where you're not supposed to yeah. be. Yeah, they should like almost have arrows like keep walking. Beer, yeah. beers this way. Actually, I think they they did. Did they? Yeah, I think they did. Oh, I think maybe I didn't sort of pay attention. attention. But um, honestly, when I looked at like the layout of how they had like the bar and uh, the brewing area and all the tables and everything, I was kind of like. I don't understand how you would look at that space without anything in it and conceptualize how you're going to set that up. Yeah. You know, it just seemed like a real challenging thing. But it was cool. Like, it was very chill. It was nice. Everyone was really cool there. Colin uh, was a very nice bartender, so shout out to Colin. That was cool. Uh, They had had good beers. They had amazing beer. I I would not say amazing. For me, it wasn't amazing, but it was quite good. I really liked the Thai Porter. Yeah, a Thai tea Thai porter. Tea porter. Very, like, with, like, Thai spices. Mm-hmm. I really liked that one. And I also really enjoyed the Jenny C. Cream Ale. Which, if people don't get that, look up Genesee Cream. That, it's a play on old school Genesee Cream Ale. Um, I, it was kind of a weird flavor. It all kind of tastes like cornflakes. Yeah, it was a little cornflake-ish. Which, doesn't sound like it would taste good, but, it was but tasty. I could drink a lot of it. Yeah. Um, one of the other beers I really liked there was the uh, their their bourbon barrel aged imperial stout, the, oh, yeah. the Comrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really tasty. They did a good job with that barrel aging. And was that it? I I mean, all the beers were good, but I'm we're just talking about like the really standout yeah. ones for us. We did like two. We did like two samplers. Oh, and their saison Larue. That was really good. Was yes, really yes, nice. Yes. I think they won an they award, award yeah, for yeah. it actually, like, uh, kind of recently. And their food was good too. They had some nice things. We introduced Kelly Norman to something new, which was um, 
I don't know if anyone out there has had this, and if you haven't, just you can probably try it on your own. It's really tasty. You just take some watermelon, feta cheese, fresh mint, and put some balsamic vinegar reduction on there. Delicious. Magic. It's so tasty. Yeah. So tasty. Well, because I remember the first time I had, like, the watermelon feta combination in, like, a salad. I was like, huh. It sounds weird. We'll see how this plays out. But it is so good. And now, like, one of the restaurants near us, they always have that combination on, like, their summer menu. It's And I could make it myself, but it's just anything always tastes better when you're not cooking. Uh, That's true. (laughs) Even though you're not really cooking that. But we had that, and then we had... Preparing. um, I don't know what they called it. It's kind of like a make-your-own-bruschetta plate. Yeah, I think they called like it the taste of the town. Sure. It was just like crackers, some bread, fresh mozzarella, basil, tomatoes, sun-dried tomatoes, roasted Olive red oil peppers. over yeah. everything. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, it was kind of like construct-your-own-bruschetta. Yeah. Which was just, uh, it tasted good. That food was really, you know, it was simplistic, but it was good. The yeah. flavors really came together. And it went really well with all the beer. All the beer was nice. They had some nice sours there, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was all good. If anyone is in that area, which, what te- are they, where, where were they technically, Race Street? Uh, Clearfield, maybe? If they're not specifically Clearfield, they're, it's like, Kirtland's right there. Still. Yeah. Yeah. And they might be technically Clearfield, but um, we were happy. It's like a little hidden that. gem. Yeah. Because no, there's not much else in that town. Yeah. So Kyle has complained on this podcast before about beer choice. I don't want to hear it so much. I mean, yes, his beer choice is not as abundant as what we can get because we have a lot of liquor stores around us, a lot of breweries around us. But Race Street is awesome. Super Subs and Six Six Pack is awesome. And Doc G's is making some really awesome stuff, too. So none of those places are too far. So... There, there are options, and there are more options. Yeah, it's in Clearfield. Okay, so Clearfield. If anyone's in that area, look for Race Street Brewing. Good stuff. Really good. So, uh, yeah, that was our trip, and I think I just mainly want to say thank you very much, Kelly and Kyle Norman, for being so hospitable, um, taking us around and showing us all sorts of things, especially a place called Rural King, which if nobody knows what that is, look it up and you'll you'll see what that is. Uh, never been to a place like that because we are, I wouldn't say city people, but suburban life individuals. So we've never, had never heard of or seen a rural king before. So it was interesting to see that. I'll just say that you can buy baby chickens for a dollar a piece. And that's the cliffhanger. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> it's just not it's different. Yeah. I mean, it's normal for them. It's normal for that part of the... It's normal for lots of different areas, but not for the area we're from. But it was um, a very interesting and enlightening experience. Yeah. It's fun. So thanks again. Okay. And uh, like I said, you'll be hearing more Kyle Norman on the podcast coming up in the episodes. So cool. I think we covered everything. You didn't want to say anything else about the trip? You kind of hit it. I mean, other it's than mainly that, just about beer for this. So. Oh, okay. I mean, but go ahead and say something. If, well, you know what I'm going to say. I think so, but go ahead. That I was introduced to the movie Moana, <laughs> which is not my new favorite movie. Um, yeah. You you love it too. No, I don't love it. It's an okay movie, you in like my it. opinion. 
The music is pretty well done. I was like, who is singing the songs? But it's an okay movie. I, much like Frozen, I don't see the crazy appeal. Um, okay, first of all, it's nothing like Frozen. Well, I think, per- well, no, it's not because I think Frozen's actually just not good at all. Yeah. Moana has like, it's in a different league than Frozen. Now this podcast is definitely in uncharted territory. <laughs> Anyway, okay, let's yeah, do... Yeah, so let's do mystery beers instead. Beer A. Continuing that conversation. <laughs> okay, yes. So beer A looks like it could very well be an IPA of sorts. Yeah. It's a little it's hazy. A little hazy. Orange. Yellow. I already took a sniff. It definitely smells like an IPA. Yeah, it's like a yellowish orange to it. Mm. I have a decent amount of head on mine, do you? I mean, for, yeah. For, for having sat, sat there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a decent white head on there. Oh my god. Lots of citrus. Ooh, lots of yeah. some lemon. Oh, yeah, it is a little lemony. Lemony, some nice... It's a little, there's grapefruit. Yeah. And, like, a little bit of bitterness on it, so it's like some grapefruit peel mm-hmm. coming I can see through. That. Yep. Mmm. Smells good. Yeah. It smells clean. I really like that smell. It smells nice. Oh. It's good. I was kind of expecting a little bit more because it had... Um... A more, more fragrant nose, I guess. Yeah, more kick. Um, it's good, though. There's a floweriness yeah. in the flavor. A little grassy, a little flower, floral. Um, you can still get some of that that like grapefruit peel. I definitely get that with the bitterness on it. Yeah, I'm definitely getting the flower in it. That's a solid beer. It's like citrusy, a little floral in the front, and then bitter on the back. Um a little too bitter for my taste, but I'm definitely going to drink it. Yeah. Um, it's got, like, a medium-low uh, mouthfeel to it. Yeah. Agreed. You know, it's it's a little easier to drink than I thought it was going to be. I thought oh. the, f- the flavor would be a little more hindering for taking multiple sips. Oh, okay. And that the, the actual um, viscosity of it was going to make it a little harder, but it's not. It's really easy to drink. Yeah, super easy to drink. Yeah, Some good flavor. Yeah. That's a nice beer. I like that beer. Mm Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Let's now go to B and see how this stands up. Mm -hmm. It looks like a red or an amber. Like a reddish-brownish. Yeah. Uh, A little hazy. Not too much. Tad bit of... Head or just around the edges, not as much head as on the A, but it looks like it could be kind of like Scotch ale like. Yeah. But it smells. Uh, smells like it could be. Right? Does it just smell cherry? Definitely, it's getting. I'm getting a lot of flavors out of this that we got from the Saint Bernardus, like a lot of those dark. Yeah. Dark I can notes. See that. Yeah, like, it is kind of bready. I get a lot of cherry, but I think I get more of, like, a dark, deep cherry Yeah, like, it, on this. It, I feel like it's going to be really syrupy. There is a hoppiness to it, too. Yeah. It almost... <sighs> like orange. I wonder... I feel like it could be, like, an imperial... Red ale? Red. Yeah, it sounds like it could be or, an imperial red. Um, imperial red IPA? It, it does kind of smell like it could be something like that. I definitely agree. There's a sweetness in there that that's always at the end of the smell. A little it's bit like, of honey to it right, as well. It's, 
It smells like something like imperial of some sort, but then you get the hop notes yeah. and then with the color. Oh. And I feel like this this smell could go, indicates to me it could go either way on the flavor. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Hmm. Tastes like um, rye. Yeah. No, it definitely does. To me, rye has a bit of like a spice character to it. Yeah. And I think you're dead on with, it's got that kind of spice character. But then as soon as that, as soon as I get past that, I then get kind of like an earthy, more like noble hopping to it with some pine coming in. A little bit of citrus, and yeah. then I also get a little bit of cherry. Like I'm not, I, was I don't get the cherry, about. but I'm, I'm getting the pine that you mentioned. Is there such thing as an imperial rye IPA? Yeah. Yeah, people do that. I feel like that's what it is. Or it could be an, a, a, a just rot red or a rye amber. There's definitely has to be rye in here. I like that, though. That's These are nice. both solid beers. Yeah, I feel like the earthiness, the pine, the citrus, just the way it comes together in that. Yeah. And like the malt backbone on mm-hmm. that beer. Like it's it's a solid beer in your mouth. It's like meaty. Yeah, it is um, kind of meaty. It has a lot of different flavors. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This okay. was a good Yeah, you know, I mean, neither of them... I I can't say I necessarily would, I'm like, I really want to drink this beer again or would seek either of them out, but I think I'm going to finish them. Yeah. If you go back to A now, you get even more of that floral note coming through in comparison to what you were just tasting on B. Yeah. It gets like, it's very flowery, almost a little bit of like a potpourri type floweriness. I think I like... I like both of them. Oh, are we going to... Oh, you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like A better. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go... Hmm. This is always tough. I always feel like my ratings are like always all over the place depending on what my mood is any given hey, day. Hey, well, you do what you do, real life situations. It is. That's it what is. we talk about. So, I'm going to give A a five. Okay. Because in my mind it's like an average beer and five is sure. in the middle of... And I'm going to give B a four. Because I like B slightly less than A. And that's my reasoning. Hmm. I'm having a hard time figuring out if I like one more than the other. That's my biggest issue. They're they're very different. I respect both of these beers, and I like them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Therefore, I'm going to give them both fours. Okay. Because I feel like, for me right now, they're equal footing rating-wise. Which is, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're both good beers. And I could see why. If someone said, I really like this beer, I would say, yeah, okay. I wouldn't, I'm not going to argue with you. I understand. Yeah. So, A is the overall winner with an uh, overall 4.5. But B, very close with an overall 4. So. Okay. Let's see what these bad boys are. Good. All right. B, the darker one. um, Overall 4. Do you edit this out? Uh, depends. Oh. Depends I would be, how. like, really bored if I were the listener. Oh, okay. Uh, you said red IPA, didn't you? I did. Yeah, and it is a red IPA. It's by Stone Brewing. It is Patascala Red IPA, which I believe on the Stone Brewing Showcase episode, 
I said that Mike had told me about this beer and was like, oh, it's really good. So I thought about getting it. So I'm glad we've had it. 7.3% alcohol by volume. It said it is a massively dry hopped crimson IPA. It's red IPA. Oh, I was like, just a more uh, interesting way to say hmm. Crimson IPA. I like it. Yeah. It, it's a good Patascala Red IPA by Stone. Patascala. Good. Good on them. Good on them. All right. Now let's see what the winner is over a Is 4. it a flying 5. dog, do you think? I don't know. <laughs> gotta get this up. God, I hope it's not a flying dog. It's like so much flying dog with, with Mike. Well, because you know what? They're always putting it's out not, new stuff. It's not. But it is Heavy Seas. Huh. It is their alpha effect. It's a hazy IPA. I believe this is their take on the Northeastern style yeah. IPA. So there might be some oats added to it. But, um, uh, what's the, does it even say that? I don't even see the ABV on this. No, I don't, I don't see an ABV. I thought they would have to have it on here. But no, no, there's no ABV. So, oh, I'm sorry. It's on the top of the bottle. 7%. So, seven. Hmm. These are about the same. 7, yeah. 7.4. So, yeah. Um, mm, mm. Hold on. This is interesting about this, this alpha effect. Uh, a portion of the proceeds from each case of beer we sell goes to help cleanwater.org, a national organization dedicated to protecting the quality of the water we drink and the water we use to brew. Can't make great beer without clean water. Funds from the sale of this beer go back to the region where it was purchased. That's nice. Per case, though. Yeah, per case. But it's something. Yeah. Better than nothing. Um, so, yeah, Heavy Seas. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Overall, I, good episode. We, we haven't had a whole lot of Heavy Seas on the podcast at all, have mm-hmm. we? Mm-mm. Actually, I, I, can, I think we had their peg leg Imperial stat at one point, but I think it's been a long time. Other than that, I think this alpha effect may have been the only other one. I have no idea. You hmm. know that better than I do. Yeah, I'd have to look back through. Everything. I feel like I mean, back to you know, flying dog. First of all, we have to go out there and and see see them. Yeah, because I like out to Frederick, them. Maryland. Um, yeah. and two, they are always coming out with new products. Yes, and I feel like most of the beer is at least drinkable. Well, yeah. except. The eggnog stout. Yeah, eggnog stout, no, no bueno. Or no, the eggnog ale. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think eggnog, it was Oh, yeah, it was an eggnog ale. That's right. Yeah. Because eggnog stout, yeah. Had, yeah. I didn't really care for that. But most yeah, of the other gross. beers. But the that was like their naughty and nice they did for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And the one, that was the nice and then, or that was the naughty, I think. That was the, yeah, I think that was the naughty and the nice, nice. was like a milk. Milk stout. It's like and, a Christmas milk stout. I, I think, think it was they like called spiced. it a holiday. But yeah, it was. It like was a spiced milk I really stout. liked that. Yeah, I remember you really enjoying yeah. it. So. Um, Mike, thank I, you. Yeah. this was good. Uh, I like these beers. These are these are solid. I'm gonna finish both of them. Are you? Um, we'll see how I feel because it's getting <laughs> late and I have some things I need to do. Okay, but uh, but the Saint Bernardus Abbott Twelve and the West Lightern Twelve might not, huh? Um, we'll see how yeah, things go. Yeah, you know go. what? We're just going to wait and see how the night goes. <laughs> just YOLO. I mean, I f- honestly, out of the beers on the table, I have to say the West Bleachern is my least favorite. I can understand that. That's fine. Um, so I'm going to prioritize my caloric yeah. intake. and Makes sense. Because life is too short to waste calories on bad beer. You know what would go really well with these beers? 
kettle corn. Oh, I guess that's our dinner. Some. Yeah, dinner. You can do that because we're, we're grown ups <laughs> and we don't have kids. Yeah. So we don't have to like lead by set, example. You don't have to set good examples. You yeah. can drink beer and eat kettle corn for, for dinner. dinner. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then we have some ice cream. You know, there's ice cream, uh, salted caramel, uh, okay. ice cream sandwiches. Let's not get too carried away. Well, I can do what I want. <laughs> Anyway, thanks everyone for checking this out. Um, I guess I should just plug things real fast. Go to BrutalBattle.com. Check out Facebook. Just search Brutal Battle. Um, we're on Twitter. I'm It's at Brutal Battle. I'm Carlin at Brutal Battle. Um, I'm on Untapped. Carlton Malibu, all one word, or Carlin Cook. Rebecca, you were just Rebecca C., correct? Yep. Uh, and then we also have... Uh, uh, Brew Battle Beer Breaks, which are just short videos of me evaluating beers like five or less minutes. I think you should get an Instagram account. That's on YouTube. I'm not doing Instagram. No, absolutely not. Uh, YouTube, just search Brutal Battle Beer Break. And uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And actually, if, if people could do me a favor and like on iTunes just give ratings and reviews, that would be really helpful. Do appreciate that. And share stuff. You know, word of mouth. Share things with people. If you like the podcast, say something. Spread it around. Because um, that would be very nice. And then if you have any feedback or you want anything, you want to touch base, talk, whatever, um, just brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send me messages on um, Twitter because I will respond to those as well. And Facebook. So whatever your preferred method is, do it. Anyway, Rebecca, you have anything to say to, to close out? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, the only other thing left to say is keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 